he leaned down and he kind of whispered in my ear. He said, don't forget to write down your phone number. What? What is this all about? And she goes, mom, it's time to go. <laughs> He's making the moves on you. I went, oh, come on. I said <laughs> Hello, Mama. Hello, Katie, Katie. <laughs> we are together again in the Midwest. And just so everyone that is listening can get a visual, we are wearing the same robes, twinning from Target. They're yeah. like a Skims dupe right now. Yeah, they're very comfortable. They're very cozy. What's the brand? Was Stars it? Above. Stars Above. Oh, I actually got that. That's the um, pajamas that those that I, like, I love. They're from oh. Target. They're really good. Well, whatever. We filmed a fun campaign today together. And that's why we're in our robes <laughs> as we <laughs> are matching. So that'll be out soon. I am home. I flew home or I flew to Madison, Wisconsin Wednesday because my best friend, mm-hmm. uh, like my sister, she is in the national tour of Chicago and they were stopping in Madison. So it was a perfect little trip for me. And I went up and I saw her and you came with me. Right. So I said to Katie, just fly right to Madison mm-hmm. and I will, I had a few things in the morning and I knew you were going to spend the day with Michelle. So I ended up driving up and you found the hotel. It was yep. kind of cute. We stayed at the graduate hotel, which was really fun. And it was so funny because it's right on Langdon street and I didn't go to Madison, but Every semester, I would like make a point to visit my friends at Madison to get like the college experience. Right. And Langdon Street is where all the fraternities and sororities, sororities are. Yeah. So I made Michelle walk down Langdon Street. We felt like old hags walking down because everyone is in college <laughs> and we just felt exhausted. And I showed Michelle, I'm like, oh, Michelle, this is the frat that I used to party at. This frat I used to party at too. And Michelle's like, Katie, we are so pathetic. You're literally going up to the window with your hands on your hips, like looking through the window saying, I remember when. And people are just staring at us. I'm like, oh, this is pathetic. Oh, memories, yeah. memories. But yeah. it was so nice to see Michelle oh in the show. The I show was, was amazing. Number one, we had fantastic comp tickets she got for yes, us. Yes, yes. I, mean, I highly recommend anyone – to go see the show. They're still, they're going, like their tour is very long. Right. I don't know when they're ending it. And I know they signed another contract for another year, Um, but they're going to Detroit next. They're going to be in Nashville, something in Texas, a bunch of different places, Florida. But they're going to be, they're doing, I think, Five shows or five nights of shows in in Madison. Madison. Yeah, no, I, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, but it was such a fun show. I haven't seen Chicago. I've actually never seen Chicago live, which yeah. is embarrassing to say. Oh, just I was so fun. I was I was a proud mom. <laughs> Me too. And just seeing just Michelle up there like performing. Yeah, it's so cool when your friends are just like so talented and you can. I know. She was I really know. great. It was awesome. So we did that. But we went to dinner before. Oh, yes. We went to dinner. Oh, my gosh. Tell the story about yeah. how you even found the uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I just was looking up, you know, great new restaurants in Madison, and I found this place called the Harvey House, and a couple of my friends recommended to go there as well. And I made reservations, 
And then shortly after, I think I just posted like an Instagram story saying I was in Madison. And then the owner of the Harvey house DM'd me and was like, oh my God, you're in Madison. Like I'm a huge fan. Like I love you and the Sculpt Society. You have to come to my restaurant, the Harvey house. And I was like, oh my God, I literally made reservations two seconds ago. So we and went. And she said that she wasn't going to be there. Though. Right. Because like her kids were sick or something. But we went there and we had oh. the best dinner. When I say that it was probably one of the best meal experiences I've had in a while, like including New York, it was amazing. And it's and it started out being almost like a Milwaukee kind of supper club. Yeah. It with, was in an old the, train station. Yes. Yes. The ambiance was fantastic. But we had, what did we have for appetizers? A relish we tray. A relish tray, which is just so much a throwback with the fantastic deviled eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bread and butter pickles yeah. and the and the salmon pate. Yeah. I mean, it was just so Katie and I looked at the menu and we're going, Oh gosh, this looks fantastic, you know, mm-hmm. and what are you gonna get? When we figured out what we were gonna get, and it's like, I don't even know why we bothered because they just kept saying, Oh, this is from the chef, yeah. this is from the chef. So it's like we we had so much food, it I was know. like unbelievable. We felt like celebrities. It was very, very sweet that they sent all the food, but it was Amazing. We drank um, mocktails, obviously, which was hard. We both were like, oh, this sucks. We they both- probably would have sent like a bottle of wine. Totally. Too. But they were, we were like, no, we're not drinking. Um, we were drinking virgin Palomas. Yes. And they are so good. So I've been making Palomas now at home for us, like mocktail version. So we're going to post a like a TikTok or something or make it, a TikTok was, tonight I mean, of my recipe. Delicious. So good. Yeah. Okay, no, please talk talk about the wait okay, staff. Okay, so, you know, the wait staff was, like, amazing. I mean, it's like I dropped my napkin once, and they're, like, rushing to the table mm-hmm. to say, oh, no, 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 you cannot use that. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. No, 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 let me get you a clean one. And this there was an older gentleman, and I think a, most of them were more college-age yeah. type, you know. So the, the middle-aged kind of older gentleman was just extremely <laughs> attentive to me, and I thought, all and right. And a very close talker. Like yeah, get got right up in your face. Yeah, so that's just that's fine. You know, I he was taking very good care of us and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, we should even mention the desserts. What? Oh yeah, we. Have um, I yeah. just I guess I can't get off of the food right yeah, the now, food but it was just delicious. So Our eaters. So I said the the bill came and gave him my credit card, and he leaned down and he kind of whispered in my ear. He said, "Don't forget to write down your phone number." And I thought to myself, well, when has MasterCard asked for a phone number with a signature? I looked at Katie. I said, what? What is this all about? And she goes, mom, it's time to go. <laughs> He's making the moves on you. I went, oh, come on. I said, hey, it can't, it can't but the thing be. is, he, he asked for your number and then you were like, okay. And he was like, oh, great. Like, yeah. He, he thought he had a chance. Yeah. Isn't that stupid? I guess and, I've really been married too long. No, and I don't then even I was, know the And moves. then you were about to like linger and just like walk around like, let's go, let's Carol. Get let's get here. out of yeah. here. You, you oh, like that. That was an honest defeat moment. That was an honest yeah. defeat. You still got it, Carol. I guess so. You still- he liked my coat. Remember? Oh, yeah. He was like, fabulous raincoat. Rain okay. Well, anyhow, that was a that was a high point. Yeah. Yeah, so Madison, Madison was great, and then the next day we got to to actually have brunch with our sweet Gabriel, my mm-hmm. nephew, who's mm-hmm. studying there. Mm-hmm. So that was another fun. Wait, you have to. 
What? Just like whenever we're together in general, we just always have so much fun. I know. And we got home after the show and we were both just like wired. Like we were well on for me. Saturday for night. me, I knew because I had that cappuccino too. That was why do good. you say it like that? Cappuccino. It's a cappuccino. You're not in Italy. Cappuccino. She cappuccino. ordered it. You're like, can I have a cappuccino? I'm like, what oh, is well, this? All right. Whatever. So we get home. We're wa- wired. We're watching like TikToks laughing. And then we both of us like couldn't fall asleep. And then I kid you not. What? <laughs> Don't go there, In the Katie. middle of the Don't night, even go there. she pops up and goes – do you have Advil or Tylenol? Like probably at 3 a.m. And I was like, what? No, I don't. She goes, oh, okay, fine. So then we woke up, whatever, we went to bed in the morning. I see you on the couch with your foot elevated sleeping. I'm like, what happened here? Well, I didn't want to wake you, but something occurred. (laughs) I had a very sore toe. How can you (laughs) – I did not stub my toe. I I don't know what happened. It just blew up. And I was trying to put a, a cold compress on it. I thought, what in God's name? You kept name? saying my toe. It's throbbing. I don't know what it is. And it's perfectly fine right now. I think this is like bursitis or something. <laughs> like old age. Uh, so I thought, well, I don't want to wake her up. So I'll go on this little tiny couch. Uh, yeah, it was a sight to see. Uh, Echo your toe. What I the know. hell? Well, let's just forget about that whole incident. But anyhow, <laughs> I thought, how are we going to make it through the day? Yeah, I don't know. But we did. We did. We, we went and had a fun day. brunch, saw Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And okay, so and let me tell you, Katie, I had, I was telling you, I, I had such flashbacks of, mm-hmm. and it felt like it was like 20 years ago that Christopher was up there for law school and it wasn't even that long ago. And he was up there for three years. And it was just hitting he me. He graduated in 26. Was it 16 or 17? 17. 15. I know yeah. it was not no. 15. It was 16, I think. Yeah. 16 or 17. I can't remember. But um, <gasps> wow. It was just like such memories of you kids, which kind of is going to lead us to our topic today, which Katie and I were talking about just how important family stories are, family narratives. Mm-hmm. And we certainly aren't uh, at a loss for storytelling in our house with you kids just kind of knowing about dad and our background and just how we grew up and how we met and how we well, I think courted, how this, we, you know. This thought of this topic started because I saw TikTok and the creator, her name was Whitney Goodman, I think. And I'll post her handle here so I can give her credit. But she was talking about how having a strong family narrative is so important for like the growth and the self-identity of kids and like your family unit and your family story. Right. And it doesn't matter how often you see your family or how – much time you spend together. It's if you have that strong family story, it like makes you more secure in like who you are. And and, you you know, it really is another tool of effective parenting. I mean, a couple of weeks ago we had, you know, we talked about parenting and um, I, I think that 
you know, a strong family narrative has nothing to do with having lots of money or lots of power or ha- it is just building that framework or that foundation again of your family unit. Mm-hmm. And the traditions that you do, that we do all the time, that's just like a part of who we are and like our self-identity right. are intertwined with those traditions. And I think it's so interesting because like even like your grandmother, so my namesake, Magdalena, mm-hmm. I've never met her, but like I, in my brain, have like such a strong picture of who she is and like I very much identify with what she stood for and how you speak about her. Right. But I, I've never met her. I don't I know. Even, which but I think see, is so interesting. So important. I know, but a lot of people- grounded, doesn't it? Totally. But I think a lot of people don't have that. Well, case in point. Case in point. And I think I've mentioned that, you know, my childhood uh, and upbringing was complicated. And as I said, I kind of want to leave it at that. But I did not know one half of the family at all, mm-hmm. at all. My dad's side of the family, I had no clue who they were, never saw them, never met them. And that's a that's a long story. And I used to, the few times that I would, you know, uh, we would have some family discussions. I remember I would ask my dad as a what little girl. What do you mean, like, as kids? Be like, yeah. Yeah. I would ask my dad about, you know, his brothers and sisters, and he just refused to talk about it. And and that was very- But like, would you get anything from your mom? Be like, um, mom, why is dad's family not like, what's well, happening here? yeah. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would get her narrative or her side of it, but it was very slim as mm-hmm. well. And it wasn't until I, I was married and had you kids that I decided- it it bothered me that much, mm-hmm. you know, and that I felt like I needed to know more. Mm-hmm. And I think it did stunt my growth How? that way psychologically. How? Oh, you know, I when I thought back, I thought, now, weren't the grandparents on that side, didn't they want to know me? Mm-hmm. Didn't they know want to know Carol? I know that sounds so crazy, but no, that that did bother me. That bothered me that no one was wondering about me, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and because I certainly was wondering about them. And then you start imagining that, you know, there's this whole family that's, you know, like probably living in a castle somewhere mm-hmm. and they're going to find me. And, you know, well, I think also it probably makes it more real, too, once you started having like nieces and nephews and you started having a family that you're like, well, I'm an aunt to my nieces and nephews and I take such pride in that. Correct. And, like, and, that, and that means a lot to me. Yeah. I, I want them to know I'm here, that I love them. Yeah. I think that they're important. And, you know, funny thing, my dad had five siblings, did not know any of them, did not know any of the cousins, tons of cousins. So it was painful for me. And so there was a period of time when you kids were little and I started reaching out. I started going online and finding them. And I actually met all of those siblings because my dad, as I said, my dad died young and um, my dad was an identical twin too. Isn't that something? Well, but anyhow, reached out to them and asked the questions I needed to ask. Um, Am I close to them? No, not really. But 
um, it was, it, it filled in some of the blanks, but that's why I think that these family narratives are so important, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so important. And it's not just your own little immediate, immediate family, family, uh, your, your mom and dad and brothers and sisters. It, it really does, you know, Mm -hmm. um, branch out. It's, it's, it's so important, especially grandparents Mm -hmm. and aunts and uncles. I think it, it just, it, like I said, it gives that foundation, that strength. And I think since before watching that TikTok, I don't think I even realized that, but after watching that and after Matt's like sending it to me and be like, this is your family. Like you are so grounded in who you are as a person. And like the stories you tell about like your grandparents and your great grandparents and they're like living in big fish. Like they're all these like grandiose stories. And I think having that narrative has like given me like, oh, I can do anything. Yeah. Well, and it does. I I was writing down, it creates self-identity, self-esteem, just that sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. It's that foundation. Um, And, and just kind of secures that place in the world for you within your own little family unit. Okay. Here's a question. What do you think if someone had like difficulty in their family and they had kids to, do you think it's important to tell their kids the difficulty they had in the past to keep that family narrative or do you, do you know what I'm Depending what I'm upon what it is. Yeah. I, I, I think it would have answered a lot more questions for me if I would have known yeah. everything. And I guess. Good or bad. And I guess I, I kind of answered my question because like you told me all the hardship that you went through, right. but that wasn't obviously until I was older and I could like understand right. a little bit more. Exactly. But, exactly. But it, it answers a lot of questions. Yeah. You know, it, about the fabric of who I am. And your family narrative. Yes. Yeah. And my family narrative. The the maybe the whys of or the, the answers of why there were problems mm-hmm. between my parents and and the children. Right. And right. and their issues with parenting. Cause as I always said, you know, you really teach by example. And if you know, it goes down the line that they didn't, maybe my dad didn't have a real good example of parenting. I mean, maybe it does trickle down, yeah. you know, uh, it, it, so you feel it's important to be transparent, but like figuring out the right time to be transparent, yep, to, to share it. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting. Cause just even, even recently I, I got a, um, I don't even know if I told this to you. Hmm. Um, I got an email from a musician friend uh, that in town that he was working on a concert at UWM with a guest uh, singer. Mm-hmm. And he said, Carol, he says, I just was wondering, she, he said, do you know uh, this girl? Her last name was Greif. And that's my, my, you know, oh my made God. name. That's what I used to perform. I said, what? I said, I never, I, I didn't think there was any other (laughs) singers other than Carol Gripe, you know, and my sister Julianne. And I couldn't get to her concert because I had a conflict, but she was in town and she was singing. Have you done any more research? She's supposed to be a fantastic singer. Research, but like reaching out to her? No, I haven't, but that's on my to-do. This is just recent. So this technically could be like some sort of relative. Oh yeah, relative. And then somebody else reached out to me and said, oh, is Michael Gripe your relative? I thought, okay, Michael Greif. I don't know any Michael Greif. Well, he's a Broadway um, director. 
and thought, well, come well, on, get you on a Broadway yeah, show. No. <laughs> and I said, not that I know of, but who knows? Yeah. No, did I read out, reach out to him? No, what? I'm going to reach out to him and say, <laughs> hey, hey, you got any roles? For <laughs> no, no. But I mean, those are the, you know, that's just so interesting to me. And you wonder why people go on Ancestry.com. Yeah, no. So when you were having you and dad, us, were there things that you were like, okay, I want to make sure we do this when we raise our kids. I want to make sure that we have this tradition or it kind of um, came naturally. I think it all came naturally. I mean, like I know the traditions like buck a lot of the we holidays do from, yeah. from your family, but like that you and dad. Well, dad, dad would always say, well, you know, I think we need to carry on this tradition at Easter time. And I said, well, what is that? He said, well, the grandparents always would bring over new tennis shoes. What? <laughs> the, kid, the kids always got new tennis shoes Did, on Easter. Dad? Yeah. You know, the five kids. And I said, well, that's He just of- said this to like the, the oh, grandkids no. or? Oh, no. He, he, I always knew he said that. No, he was saying that maybe he was wondering why his mom and dad didn't do that for you and Critty. Oh, God. It's like they, that tradition stopped. That's but tradition I guess stopped. And we, I guess it stopped for me too, but no, maybe but, I should pick that up for William. No, but I feel that whenever we would go somewhere on Easter for like spring break, we would always have new tennis shoes. Well, sure you would. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> that's that true. So I guess I would. Just, yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's tradition, I guess. I, I mean, know. I guess the tradition of the states pulling. Yeah. Well, that's something that we just made up ourselves is, right. you know, we decided that we wanted to... <laughs> show you guys all 50 states before we, be, well, before you. Well, I thought you say before <laughs> we, we die. die. Jeez. Well, always no, we, we thought we were going to be able to do that before you guys even graduated from high school, but it slowed down a little bit, you know, because yeah. it's quite a few states, you know, to There's do. 50 of them. But we're continuing to do it. And speaking of, now mm-hmm. I'm kind of segueing here. I better not do We'd that. We love right? to segue and say what not. Well, I just have to let everybody know that I Finally, have, have the Montana itinerary completed. Oh, it's going to be great. And it is going to be great. Yes. So we will have very many family narrative stories to tell after that trip. Mm-hmm. But I must say, too, that our stories do seem to get bigger and bigger and bigger and better. It, <laughs> Don't you think? I do. It's and a little what, bit like Big Fish. If you if you haven't seen that show, see what, it. What, why do you think? Well, that's definitely the Sheely way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stories just get to be more and more. You just keep adding on. Yeah. Add it on. But I think there's something that's important too about like continuing to rehash and like tell the stories over and over again. And they get oh, embellished every they, time. That's the word embellished. But that way it makes it more fantastical and like I can just like picture like us telling like our I don't know. It's I just... know. And I love that about it. And see, I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any of that. Yeah. So I had to just imagine things. But you were close with your grandma on your mom's side. Yes. So grandma, grandma Bukulich, I would constantly ask her so many questions. How did you get here from the old country? What was it like? You know, but it was just a lot of hardship stories, yes. you know? Yes. I would pick her brains like crazy. But would she be open to tell Oh you? gosh. Yeah. 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 She would definitely. But I wanted it to be more you know, kind of was more of a Cinderella story. Mm. And it really wasn't because it was just, like I said, it was just a lot of hardships getting here. And yeah. then how are we going to make ends meet and, you know, raising a family and not being able to speak English and 
So yeah. it was, it was rough. Yeah. But I think that's what made me stronger to see how strong she was, that she did what she did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I do see or talk to some of the cousins on my dad's side that I never knew growing up, what the first thing I do, I just pick their brains because yeah. I just want to know. I want to know what about you, the grandparents. Do you identify more than with your mother's side? Of course, because that's all I knew. But like, what do you, do you identify with anything from your father's side? Um, not much. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Yeah. Not much. I can't say that I do. Yeah. It's sad. Mm-hmm. It's really sad to say that, but I'm, you're, you're putting me on the spot and I, I, I don't know what I would identify with because I didn't know anybody. Yeah. I didn't know anybody. I've seen pictures of one of the aunts and I've been told that from my one cousin that mm-hmm. I remind her of this aunt. Mm-hmm. And I saw a picture and I thought, well, she is short, petite, and blonde, but <laughs> yeah. that's about all I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And all I know is my dad is an identical twin, and maybe you or Pretty might. <laughs> oh, Lord. Putting the pressure on. You always are like, you're going to have the twins. Yes. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. They said one chance, one in seven, that you or Pretty might have a twin. But I think it's going to be you, Katie. All right. Well, we'll see. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's family narratives. Wow. Storytelling. Just learning those little pearls of wisdom or thoughts from your elders and stuff. That's mm-hmm. just, to me, that's so much fun. But that's definitely puts it all on the parents too to keep that going like you guys gave me that gift like if I didn't have that I wouldn't be who I am and that's definitely I think a thing that yes parents have to be on the same page about and but you know even more so the the grandparents with 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 the grandchildren a lot of times really I think it's more the parents I mean I think I think the grandparents yes of course but like yeah I think the parents like, and then I had I my grandma that I was so close to was older. Mm-hmm. She had children older. My mom had children older. I guess I did too. But how old was Grandma Arthur first? Uh, I think she was close to thirty, twenty nine, thirty, and for, for yeah. at that, like because every family has their shit, mm-hmm. like a thousand percent, of course, like. Oh, I but, wouldn't be honest with you without some choking know, up tears. But like even with the hardships, like I think on both the Sheely and the Grife side, like it, I still like don't look at it. Like No, no. Because it was both of them were family units, tight family units. And I think that the siblings were the glue that kept everything together, mm-hmm. even though that there are issues, I'm sure, with that too. But And don't be afraid to rehash. Mm-hmm. People sometimes get a wrong... Uh, um, connotation. connotation of rehashing, thinking Why? that it's bad, yeah. it's gossiping, it's no. you know, well, it's, everyone gossips. A, but if you but, don't gossip, you are well, not but, human. But rehashing, like what happened during the day, or you know, whatever, that, those are good things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the first thing we do is rehash when you guys come home. I know. We're sitting down on the cocktail table and making the fire. And okay, now, uh, how was the flight in? Yeah. How is it? I mean, rehashing. How'd you get? You know, what we're gonna do? I, I mean, it's yeah, it's those family stories. And then we always end up with some kind of story from the past, don't we? Yeah, always. Always. I wonder what your story is gonna <gasps> meld into. I have no, <laughs> no idea. Memoirs. Yeah. Curdy even said that. He said, "Mom, these honest to Pete." 
broadcast. They're like your memoir. I said, oh, let's not go <laughs> there yet, Christopher. I'm not quite ready. But it like, so that's kind of like a reason why I really pushed us to do this is because I think there's something that's so special about having these like time capsules to like go back to and listen to and like eventually like my kids can listen to it or whatever. And I almost think that in some small way, every family should do this. Mm-hmm. I, I wish so badly that I would have been able to record my grandma mm-hmm. telling me those stories or whatnot, just to have, like you say, a time capsule. Um, because it's, I know that there's some books that you can get and know, write your you write narrative. And that's I know, just like I know. exhausting. And Who I, wants to write all I that? I know. That's why this is just, wow. I, this is Technology. so random. Technology, man. We'll get you. Um, I had two people DM me saying that they're now saying and whatnot. And whatnot. Do I always say yeah, that? Yeah, you say it all the time. Oh, no. And whatnot. It's Okay. Well, take us home. What's our honest to Pete? Okay. This is this is this could only happen to me and truly I do not make this up. I went to to my dentist appointment, right? For my great cleaning twice a year, faithfully. Love my Dr. Sandra. <laughs> What's with that? All right. So, it was rather busy that day, you know, but um nice parking lot, whatever. I had got like the third row right right in the front. I'm only prefacing this so that you understand why I'm going to tell the rest of this story. So I came <laughs> out and I saw, and mind you, there have been a lot of car thefts around Whitefish Bay Fox Point what? and it's Kias and Hyundais. Yeah. Hyundais? Yes. Hyundai. Hyundai. And I, I thought, wait, how do you pronounce that? Hyundai? Hyundai. Hyundai? Well, who cares? I don't have those cars right now anyhow. So, right and now. that's. I'm looking, I went, walked to my car and I thought, well, am I seeing something in broad daylight? A man opened my car door, front car door (laughs) and was proceeding to get in it. And I thought he's stealing my car (laughs) right underneath my nose. And I thought, do I say something to him? And he was an older gentleman, but I thought, well, and I said, excuse me, but I said, you're getting into my car. (laughs) And he said, I'm looking for my gloves. This is my car. I said, and I looked and I thought, this is my car. And I said, well, the, your gloves are not in there because it's my car. It's my car. Where, where were you like positioned? Were you like at the door or were you like- No, I was in front of the car because I thought I didn't yeah. want to get too close to him. I didn't know what was going on. Shoot you up, yeah. And he said, uh, he looked at me again and he looked at the car and he started with the gloves again. I said, there are no gloves in the car. <laughs> Honest to Pete, there are no gloves in the car. And then he looked, he goes, well, maybe this isn't my, I said, honey, this is not your car. How this- old is this man? Maybe my age. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so then, then he kind of snapped out of it and he yeah. says, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, oh, okay. I said, what is your car here? Is it a red car? Yeah. Yeah. And sure enough, like four cars down, there was another car. But it was definitely an honest to Pete moment. I did. And like I said, I always go to the worst. worst. I thought, my my car is being stolen. I have to fight for it. Was it the same car? Who cares? Pretty close to it. Yeah. So honest to Pete. And I locked my car. So how the hell did he pick your lock? I have no idea how he did that. You You have to have the key near it. I don't. 
No. So I have no idea. But I left everything in the car too. That's why I was so nervous because I had my my cell phone in the car. Yeah. Well, all those let's things. Let's not do I that. Know. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. So. Okay. Katie. Well, that's it. Mama, I love you. It's so much more fun to do these podcasts when we're together. I know. Because I feel like I, I, I'm not even podcasting. podcasting. We love that. Well, take well, we're away, about Kate. to go pick up our squeaky salads from the town club. Did we, we ever tell that story? What? Oh, please tell that story. That's a good one. Now? Or yeah. should I save that for another No, do it now. Do okay. It. This is just a quick little final story. Squeaky salads during COVID. Well, we belong to the town club and they make a delicious squeaky salad. <laughs> I'm not going to go into details. There's but the like ingredients cheese in are, it. It's yeah. a good salad. It's just very good. Well, we also belong to the Riverbend. And, Another members club. Yeah. And <laughs> the phone numbers seem to be very close on my cell phone. And I dialed the wrong club, the Riverbend, when I placed the order. And I said to the gal that answered at Riverbend, I said, we'll have two squeaky salads to go. She said, what? And I said, squeaky salads. <laughs> she said, just a moment. And I thought, no, what's the problem here? They must have run out of lettuce or something. She came back on. No, she didn't come back on. Bart. The manager. The manager. The general manager of the of the Riverbend got it back on. And he goes, Mrs. Sheely, he says, if you just tell us the ingredients, we'll be happy to make your squeaky salad. And I went, who am I talking to? He said, this is Bart. I went, this Wrong is club. so embarrassing. <laughs> I said, I cannot even. And to have a name like a squeaky salad yeah, instead of a, just like a Caesar salad. Yeah, you know? it's a pretty stupid so, name. So, yeah. Well, that's my squeaky salad. So story. we're on the road to. We're having that tonight. Squeaky salads. At the right club. <laughs> With our mocktail plumas. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And we also watched, we're jumping around, but the um, Housewives. Ultimate. Ultimate girls trip in Thailand. Crazy. Amazing. Now it came out last night. Yeah. On Peacock. So we have some other episodes and Bravo to watch. I'm not working tonight, Katie. No. All right. Fine. I love you. Love you. <laughs> All right, you guys. Make sure to like, subscribe. Please subscribe and comment anywhere you can find these podcasts. It means the world to us. New podcast episodes come out every Thursday. And we will see you guys next week. Bye, Mama. Bye-bye. <laughs>